Now, it is clear from where we stopped thus far in our study how our father Abraham did not understand. First, we said it's out of ignorance. He lacked the understanding of what God offered him in the first place. And what did we learn from that? We discovered that even today in the body of Christ, that many of us who have become children of God still lack the understanding of actually what God offered us when we came to Christ. That God did not offer us all these things that men are pursuing today that has made them to move away from the Lord. They thought it would do them good or better, but we discover in return that it didn't do anybody good. It actually teared us off from the right track. And what is Christ telling us? He wants our eyes to remain in this one possession that we have, that is God. No matter the pressure that is coming to us all over the world, our eyes ought to remain on that one possession that is called God. These are things that God wants us to understand. Today, we move on in our study to look at the life of the Levites. The life of the Levites. How these men walked with the Lord. What did God offer them? How did these men live their own life? Praise God. So we need to understand that. We look at our main text from Numbers 18 verses 20. Deuteronomy 10 verse 8 to 9. Deuteronomy 18 again. 1 to 2. Hallelujah. Let's look at Numbers 18.20. And the Lord speak unto Aaron, Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land, neither shalt thou have any part among them, for I am thy part, and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. I am your part, and am your own inheritance among the children of Israel. Of Israel. Deuteronomy 10, verse 8 and 9. At that time, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord to minister unto him, and to bless in his name unto this day. 9. Therefore, Levi had no part nor inheritance with his brethren. The Lord is his inheritance according as the Lord thy God promised him. According as the Lord thy God promised him. Deuteronomy 18, 1-2 The priests, the Levites, and all the tribe of Levi shall have no part nor inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the offering of the Lord made by fire and his inheritance. Hallelujah. 2 Therefore, shall they have no inheritance among their brethren, 
the Lord is their inheritance, as he has said unto them. Hallelujah. So we'll be discussing what the Levites' inheritance was among the Israelites. What is the real implication of this? So first we look at that. What did God say is their inheritance? Then we shall be discussing what is the implication of that? What is the implication? From the scripture, we can see that God made it clear the inheritance of these people is me. They don't have part in Israel. Whatever they are sharing, whatever they have, whatever they have acquired, they don't have part. I am their inheritance. I am their inheritance. That we can understand. Because it's very clear. God gave that as an order. There is nothing they possess except me. They don't have land, no car, no house, no nothing. I have become their portion. I have become their possession. What is now the implication? That one we can understand. There's no confusion about it. Now let's discuss what is the implication of that. As far as the whole Israel is concerned, you don't have inheritance. Remember, the same God told them, I'm taking you to a land that is flowing milk and honey. And that land I will give to you. And here God is telling the Levites, even as I give that land, you don't have any part in that land that I will give. You know it's easier. When your father don't have anything and tell you, <laughs> he don't have land, he don't have money, he don't have car, and say you are my inheritance. Even you will say, what are we inheriting you for? <laughs> I don't know whether somebody is understanding. <laughs> what are we inheriting you for? But ordinarily, if the man have cars and houses and fat back account, and he say, you will inherit me, you'll be smiling. But it's not actually that you are smiling to inherit him. It's the thing that you want to inherit. <laughs> Can somebody understand what I'm saying? But in this case, this is a different case. God called the Levites and said, it is true, the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. But listen, I am your inheritance. I am your portion. So now we say, what is the implication? Hallelujah. Do you think that the Levites will just be relaxed? At their sharing land, they'll just be watching them. Our job is just to sit down when you come, we pray and lead you to God. They have shared the first land. And some people will say, we collected five. Hi. In fact, you need to see where they position my own. <laughs> and the Levites, their own is just to sit. God said we should be here and watching the ark. We are talking about the implication of God saying, I am your possession. Leave the land and the rest of them. I don't know whether somebody is understanding what I'm saying. And they still went again and conquered another nation. And they shared the land again. And I will say, ah, this time I got four extra. Adding to my own is nine. And the Levites are still inside the room. And they remember whenever they want to go and fight. They have to come to the Levites. They have to pray and communicate to God. Do you remember? And they will go and fight and conquer. They share the land. And not only land, call this boy's name now. Gold, silver, and so many other things. And they will share among themselves. And the Levites, they won't give to them. And God said, I am your portion. We are discussing something now. So that we can see where the trouble started. That even some of our ministers, 
They say, God, this one, no follow. We no go take this one. It no go walk like that. <laughs> they go they share spoil, share land. We go they preach. They cry. They shout. I don't know whether somebody is following what I'm discussing here now. Even as we look at God speaking to the liver, we try also to look at what is happening today. That looks as if God has changed. That is not saying the same thing. Because if we don't understand it, we mess up so many things. Now, God needed these Levites to understand what he was saying to them if they would ever stand there. Because, listen, the implication is high. It's too high that it takes a proper understanding for them not to move away from what God was saying to them. A perfect understanding for them not to move away from what God was saying to them. Hallelujah. Are we still here, please? Now, what is the reason why we walk away from this position called God? We struggle so much to get things happen by our strength and by our own power. We labor and labor and labor ourselves into trouble. You can even see a child of God lying and cheating and doing no manner. They have concluded that God can understand. But for the Levites, God wanted them to understand. First of all, your eyes need to go off these things. If you must serve me well, because these things are distractions. They will so much distract them. If they can't understand the difference between this and this. And when God selected these Levites, God now said, These ones, they have inherited me. He looked around. What can I give to them? What can I offer these people? What can I offer them? God knew that land wouldn't have been enough. God knew that gold and silver wouldn't have been enough. God knew there is nothing he can offer them that will be enough. He knew. Listen, children of God, it's unfortunate we have not understood what God actually gave to us when we say we repented. If you understand what it means to be born again, to repent and give your life to Christ, Actually, when you give your life to Christ, you have turned your back to the world. That's what it meant. We need to sing that song, but we don't know what we're singing. Goodbye, world. I do what? I stand no longer with you. Goodbye, pleasures of sin. I stand no longer with you. I've made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my All we are discussing is what did God give to you when you repented? God knew quite well that car wouldn't have been enough. He knew quite well that these houses you're seeing wouldn't have been anything. He knew there's no gold, no silver, no nothing that can equal himself. He looked at the Levites and said, I give myself to you. I myself to you. And who is God? The Bible said he's the possessor of heaven and what? And earth. He is the possessor of heaven and earth. Ah, children of God, I pity you that goes to sit down on Sunday. Only what they are feeding your heart with is things. I'm telling you the truth. Things. Things you can grab. Things you can grab. I'm not spoiling you with God. Making your heart to be fat 
God is my possession. God, it means God Almighty has become my possession. I mean, God is my own. And that becomes the reason for your celebration. The reason why you are boasting is because of that. Check through the scriptures. If you study scripture, check through the whole scriptures. Just check scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. That whenever God wants to work with people, actually, he never offers them those rubbish. He comes to offer them himself. That is the final I give to any man. It's myself. The final I can give is myself. So you saw where the levers came. We saw the implication that it wasn't so easy. There was struggle in them. They felt cheated. Like many of us might be feeling cheated. God alone. Why we are hungry? No. Listen. If God had offered you himself. And you ever experienced hunger. Understand why he allowed the hunger. Understand it. Look at soldiers. Don't you know that any country. Go and check all over. You see soldiers. They pay them well. Soldiers don't look for food to eat. It's a dangerous thing for soldiers to look for food to eat. There's always food for them. Because when they get angry, they can start shooting you, shooting everybody, shoot everybody. You have a problem. In fact, that country will have a problem. So you give them everything they need. You make provisions for them. They will just wake up in the morning. They will carry some of them and say, you are going to Sambisa Forest tomorrow. Do you understand what I'm saying? The man is ready to go to Sambisa Forest. At times, they will just carry them to one desert like that. There will be no food there. Not as if there's no food in the house, but he needs to be trained well as a good soldier. If he must be a soldier, they will not say, hi. He will say, where are they coming from? He jump from the other side. If they must train him and he'll be a good soldier, they will first train him to have the experience. And as he's doing that training, he knows there's food though, but it's because of training. Because of the work I am doing. That's why I must pass through that training. I can dodge it. But many of us don't understand. We don't understand. So small hunger will start crying like children. Go where are you? God, where are you? If you are my God, why wouldn't you be there? <laughs> you say, ah, I am always there. My dear, you are my own soldier. You need to be trained. You need to be trained so that I can use you to do what I intended using you to do. What I want to use you to achieve, I want to still use you to achieve it. So we look at the life of the Levites. God, first of all, wants to wane them. Take away their eyes. Take away their heart from all of those things. And show them what that matters. Where their hearts should focus on. Not minding their feelings. Not minding how they will think. Do you know that then many of them would have been thinking and say, Ah, you mean they will be sharing these things will not be partakers of it? Our own is just to stay inside. Be praying for them more. Be praying for them. You can imagine a minister of the gospel. You have like 10,000 members. And God made it that all the 10,000 members as you pray is walking as you pray. And you are still drinking. You are walking on foot. How would the man be feeling? So if it is today, some of the pastors, if you call them by 12 midnight the way you used to call them, they will visit their number. Hallelujah. 
But God needed to win them. He needed to win them. Yet he has said, because you are my portion. He said, the offering that the children of Israel be gathering, they belong to you. Are you understanding? But even at that, the offering that they are gathering, what will he do for them? To be compared with the inheritance which these people are sharing every blessed day. To be compared with it. And yet they have their own families. Yet they have their own personal needs. But God said, look away from that. I have become your inheritance. You don't have any part here any longer. As of the time you get to Judges, they have conquered 33 nations. 33. And they share the whole spoils. 33 nations they have conquered. They share the gold there. Share the land there. The Levites, where are you? Pray. Praise God. So God told them that they should not have any physical inheritance in the land of Israel. He offered himself as their portion and inheritance. God specifically set them apart unto himself. And that meant they must do what? They must live all this and cling unto God alone. They had no physical position of their own that they could claim. Neither did God promise them any landed property or any other position in these scriptures. Imagine how the Levite felt when the Lord made that announcement. Hallelujah. Feelings notwithstanding, that was God's offer unto them. So, in their sight, their future looks bleak. It looks as if there is no future for them. And that is how it is for many children of God. When God said to us, I have given you myself as your inheritance, we always think there is no future for us. We always believe that we don't have anything. We so much look down on ourselves. Why should the minister of the gospel climb on the pulpit and lie to the members in order to make money for himself to meet his need? The reason is because he has not understood that God offering him himself, he has given him all that he will ever need in his life, both now and in future, until he leaves this earth. Both now and in future, until he leaves this earth. That is why people climb the pulpit today will see all manner in the body of Christ. Even when they have had the church bring that we are building, the cost of the building might be two million naira. One person might come and write up the check of two million naira. Pastor will still come to the pulpit and tell the people, keep bringing the money. Everybody that made a vow and a pledge, keep bringing the money. Not the two million naira. But they say you made a page, bring it. They are still sending text messages to people, worrying their life every day. What is the reason? They still need the one they will put in their pocket because they have need. Children's school fees, who will pay? Their children are in university. Some of them has even taken them to Europe. And they are paying a lot of money. So how would they meet it? They must devise a way of getting it done. Why? They have not believed. That God who called them, that God who called us, he called us and offered himself to us, like Jesus said to us, we have become joined heads with who? With Christ. He said, Christ has redeemed us unto our God. He said, we shall be priests and what? 
kings here on earth. We shall reign also with him. We shall reign with him. So why is a pastor today not behaving like the Levites of old? Why should me not behave like the Levites of old? I shouldn't behave like the Levites of old because God has redeemed all of us. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are all redeemed and we are all brethren. We are all brethren. No matter the title you give to yourself, if Jesus, our Lord, could bring himself down and said we are what? Cohers with him. So if Jesus could say that we are cohers, Jesus said, I call you no more servants. I call you my friends. So who are you to be Jesus' friend? And Jesus looked at us and said, we are his brothers. Do you remember when he was going, he said, I go to my father and to your father. Now, who is the head? He remains the head. We people are the body. We remain the body. So if the people bring the tithe, who are they bringing it to? They are bringing it to Christ. And what are we? Brethren. So do I need to collect the whole tithe and be eating? And some the Levites. God has offered himself to me. Why should I myself also pay my tithe? Why should other brethren pay their tithe? They pay it to Christ. They give their offering to Christ. Who is the head? Me also, I give my own because he is the head. Who are we? We are brethren. Do you understand what I'm saying now? This order that we are discussing now is no more Levi's alone that he said, I have given myself to you. It's no more the Levi's. In this dispensation now, because that Christ has redeemed us, he has offered himself to all of us. All of us who has given their life to Christ, all of us who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, all of us whom Jesus died for, he offered himself. Why he died is that God becomes our father. Did you understand? Why Jesus died is that God becomes our father. Did you understand what I'm saying? Why Jesus died is that you can have God as your own. Jesus died in order to bring us to this mystery that the Levites enjoyed. That was why Christ died. The death of Christ is for us to be able to share in this great mystery that we are discussing today that we saw. Even the Levites, they enjoyed. If Jesus did not die for us, it will remain like that. It will remain like that. It was the death of Christ that brought us into this mystery. That our eyes now ought to be open to see that when you give your life to Christ, what God gave to you is what? Himself. Just the way he gave to the Levites. And as soon as we can understand this truth, you will now see. That's the next thing we'll start discussing now. We have seen the implication. The first, they saw that, ah, so they share these things we won't get. But is that true? It is not the truth. And they were sharing the thing. Sharing all these things they were sharing. God said, keep doing what I ask you to do. Number one, we discover that they cannot neglect them. Not minding that they have all those landed properties. They can't move an itch to say they are going to fight 
enemies without going back to consult them. Did you understand something now? Huh? Why is it they are neglecting you? Why are they neglecting you? Why should they neglect me? When we possess God, even without money, even without house, the Levites were not neglected. Among the Israelites, they can't neglect them. They can't say we are sharing land. We are sharing a car. We are sharing this gold. And because of that, which one do you have? Do you have car? Levi, do you have car? They can't try it. They still need to go back to them to consult them and say, pray for us. We are about going. If the Levi say, wait, don't go anywhere. What would they do? They will all return back and sit down there with all their car and with everything. That is number one you should understand about possessing God. Do you know if we ever lose this inheritance called God and start pursuing after these things, we that God has redeemed to be his priest, to be the one that the world will always look for, even when we wear slippers. They can neglect us all with our slippers. They cannot neglect us. God has arranged it to be like that. That if we can see that what we have possessed is him. Even with your slippers as you are walking. They will always come back to you. To ask you. Do I go here or not? Do I venture that thing or not? Do I move or not? And that is where we begin to miss it. Because our eyes is focused on those things. Which our physical eyes can see. But God who is invisible. That our physical eyes cannot see, we feel that it's nothing. It's nothing. Now, the first we see that Israel cannot be able to do anything without them. They are the ones standing between them and God. They are the one that hears God and tells them. They are the one that God said, Listen, these people can't move an inch, they must seek your advice. You must come to me, I will speak to you, then. You will tell them. Please, is there any position that is more than that? When somebody who has money needs to consult you. No, don't you think that that person is under you? Is he not under you? He will pack his car. Now, God needs us to understand. What placed them in that capacity is not their wealth. It's because they felt that these ones have God. That God is with them. That God is working with them. But the problem is that we have refused to settle down and know that God actually has offered himself to me. It makes you to stop pursuing all this rubbish. It makes your work with God to become super and wonderful. In fact, every day, what you are seeking for is to make your work with God to be what it should be. And once you continue within the shortest time with your slippers, it starts first with your family. It starts with the people you are living with around. It starts with others. They will see God. That this one is carrying God. We can neglect him. In their needs, they must run to you. In their trouble, they must consult you. So because we have not understood this, that's why we see our life going down. We are begging for help. We are struggling for almost everything. 
Because our eyes is in that. And because of that, our legs will slip off. We can lie to get it. We can cheat to get it. We can maneuver things. We can get so many things done in order to get that. But we don't know. As you keep pursuing that, you are losing the major inheritance. That is who? God. Praise God. Now we continue again. Hallelujah. It is true that all this thing looks as if it's uncertain. But yet, God keep promising them. I said, look, most of the things God said to them was a promise. God keep telling them, look, I will do this for you. Look, I will do that for you. As you stand with me, I will do that for you. I will do that one for you. I will do that one for you. Now, I want to share this with you. If you take most of the ministers of the gospel, when God called them into ministry, what did God give to them? It's not a promise. I will do this. I will do the other one. I will do the other one. You give them promise. That promise is not what they can just catch physically. So most of the time, it doesn't look certain. And that is the reason why many of them want to run away from the promise. They want to settle for those things that are handleable. Those things that are certain. They want to settle for the things their eyes can see. This one, we can see it, so let's go for it. But you hear God keep saying, this one that your eyes cannot see, that one is the one that is what? Eternal. But the one that your eyes can see, they are temporal. You might catch it today, it will miss out of your hand tomorrow. He said, take no thoughts about what you eat. He said, is no life better than these things? Do you know initially, I was thinking that God was saying, is not your life better than these things? I now discovered that he was telling me about the life of the people he was sending me to. He said, is not their life better than these things? I said, oh, their life, he said, is better than all these things. Do you know the worth of a soul? The value of a single soul? Settle with him. He don't want such distractions. That's why he called the Levites. He said, no, leave them to be struggling for all these things. Leave them to be fighting for all these things. Settle down to have all the time to stay with me. Do you know every blessed day, my greatest desire is to stay with him, to know him more intimately. The children of God, why have they lost so much? Because they pursue this thing to the extent they don't have time again to know him more. No time again. It's not of him now, isn't it? It's only God that showed mercy. It's not the too much sweat that makes it work. But for me, I believe it is the God that you are working with that can make it work. And that was what happened to the Levites. Now, let's see other ones so that we begin to round up. Hallelujah. I am time part and your inheritance among children of Israel. How does that solve their problems? And meet their needs. <laughs> How does this one solve their problems and meet their needs? That's where we have problems. God has become your inheritance. Now the question is, how does it solve their problems? How does this meet their needs? This is where we are getting it wrong that made everybody to be pursuing. Pursuing. We want to die in business. And be killed. And be fighting. Every 
hour we are fighting. I'm not fighting with anybody. I know what to do now. To stay with him. And make him my greatest possession. I am ready to let anything go. Let me stay with him. Hallelujah. Look at the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 10 to 3. First Thessalonians 5 verses 24. Jeremiah 29 11. Psalm 46 verse 1. Philippians 4 19. Hebrews 10 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he faithful that promise. <laughs> so for those who possess God, that is how they live their life. Without any wavering of any kind, without any shaking of any kind, they count him faithful forever. For every of his promise, they know he is able to bring it to pass. He's able to bring it to pass. Whatever he says, he is able to bring it to pass. They are not seeing that their needs will met when they go to the shop and sell. Any day they did not sell, there is no food for us. No, they don't live like that. They count him faithful that do what? That promise. They count him faithful that promise. It's not the salary they pay you there. My supply is not when the people give me offering. Uh -uh. My supply is from him who is faithful, who has promised. I stop troubling people. I am not shouting on their head, tight, 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 offering, offering, offering. Things will be tight for you when you don't give your tight. I ended it and my life is getting better every day. I allow people to serve God willingly. Without struggle. I don't enter into competition. So I look at him. And count him faithful. Ah, forever is faithful. Inside the sea. He's faithful. That call. He must know how to get me out of the sea. I don't look at how the sea is turning. The color of the sea. Count him faithful. That call. First Thessalonians 5 verses 24. Faithful is he that calleth you. Who also would do it? Who also would do it? You have been called by God out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are his choice. He selected you. You have become his own choice. So we don't want to say, Lord, now that you are our possession, we count you faithful. Now that you have called us, we count you faithful. There's no way you will not do it. Everything you promise you will do. How you will do it, it shouldn't concern me. Who you will use to do it is not my concern. So that's why you see so many things they say, your destiny helper. Destiny helper? Me, me be praying that I meet destiny helper. I have met my destiny helper since. God is my destiny helper. Do I need any other destiny helper? All I need to do is to count him faithful. How he will arrange it, it doesn't concern me. All I know, he is my destiny helper. And I've met him. I celebrate him every day. It's on him alone. On him alone. Not shifting. 
not moving here today and going there tomorrow and returning back again. No, I have met him and I'm settling with him and I'm dying with him. Simple. Counting him faithful. We all know Jeremiah 29 verse 11. So in all that we see as a need, in all that we see as a challenge, the reason is because one, you have not first seen God as your possession, your own personal inheritance that from the day you gave your life to Christ, like the Levites. That was how they lived their life. They settled with God, not minding all the challenges around them, not minding all that they are sharing among the children of Israel. They were quietly doing what he asked them to do Counting him faithful. Who called? Who will also do it? Faithful. Jeremiah 29. I know they thought. It's not you that is thinking that. I know they thought that thing towards thee. I know they thought that thing towards thee. Say ye the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. Give you an expected end. An expected end. So, even when God said to the Levites, I have become your inheritance and your portion, count me faithful, for I know the thoughts that I'm thinking towards thee. Is he a small thought? It's not. Hallelujah. Psalm 46 verse 1, Philippians 4 verses 19. Now, do you see all of these scriptures as we go through it? If we can let these things get into our hearts, and settle there. It makes all the difference in our life. Where all our problem begins is when our eyes start pursuing men, start pursuing women. We are not satisfied with God, counting Him faithful. Do you know it's we that are causing ourselves all the troubles we are in? Why? We never count Him faithful. We never count him worthy of staying with alone without looking at another place. We always believe that our destiny helper is in government house. Once I can get connected to government house, it's over. And do you know those connections are the reason why we moved away from God? Who has now deceived us that until we connect to one man or the other, it won't work? Who has deceived us? Who has told us that? Do you know it's a lie? Who told you until you make a call? Until you have a contact? Those men have deceived us. Because we saw in the life of these ones, they didn't contact anybody. They never went to anybody. They only stayed where God asked them to stay. They were only doing what God asked them to do. And God said, I know the thought that I think towards thee. And he was busy working for them. He was busy working for them. He was busy bringing about what he told them. That it will come to pass. It must come to pass. For them, they stood. At times there's no food. At times there's food. At times they see others sharing. They won't give them one portion. They will stay where they are. They were discharging their work. God said, I know the thought that I think towards you, Levi, stay where you are. Stay where you are. Don't pursue men up and down. Don't pursue them up and down. 
Stay where you are. Read your Bible. Look up to me. Grow in me. Let your eyes focus on me alone. Don't pursue them. To this thing, common food. You see where children of God are having high blood pressure. And that's how they become sick. They have left what God gave to them. And they are pursuing the one he's thinking for them. I'll just be thinking about my children. What will they eat tomorrow? If there's no food, let them not eat food. No, let them not eat. No problem. God, over to you. That is your own job. You are thinking, I'm doing what you asked me to do. Hallelujah. Is somebody here with me? Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. Lord, behold Jesus walking on water. And Peter saw him and said, Jesus, okay, if it's you, beg on me to come. He said, come. I bid you to come. And the man, I was still on Christ. He was walking on water. And the time he said, oh, I'm here. He's sinking. Now, I was asking, where was it happening? In heaven. Is he not here? Jesus said, come. Come. The same Jesus said, greater work shall ye do than the ones I did. And look at we here now. Look at we here. We have done nothing. Every day we are looking at somebody to run to. Every second we are looking at one person to go to another one. And God said, I am that one that is ever present. Help in time of need. Don't you see that the problem is that you have not settled with him. Until we settle with him. I have settled with God. I'm not calling anybody again. So that's why I can tell people the truth. Without hiding it. Without pampering anything. That even if I finish now. You are angry with me if you go. He still says you you want to use to bring it. He will still make you to come and be smiling and drop it. If you still go down you will be angry. I have grown to know him like that. That is the understanding I am telling you. So we must come to this level of understanding. That is what makes us to settle with him alone. I share with you about our brother. How God told a man to give him a car. And the man came to his house. God said, I am the one that causes men both to will and to what? And to do of my own good pleasure. Whether they like it or not. If he choose to cause you to will, he will make you not to have rest until you will it. If he choose to still make you to do, he will still make you not to have rest until you do it. So the brother, they have asked him to give him car. And the brother now came to his house. The brother said, brother, this your car is no more good again. What are you planning to do about it? And the brother also said that God has told him that this man will give you a car. So when the man came and now started saying such a thing, he now told the man, I don't know. I'm only looking up to God to bring the car. God will change it. No problem, brother. God will change it. And the brother left. The brother said when he got back to his house, he couldn't rest. He had to return again. I said, brother, is there any money you have so that we can make it up and buy the car? The brother said, I don't have anyone. He left again. The third one is coming. The brother has traveled. He drove 
a new car and packed it with letter of apology. With letter of apology. That he should please accept the car from his hand and beg God to bless him and forgive him for delaying to bring the car. Now listen to me. You see all these things we are struggling for. When we settle for this truth God is sharing with us and start living this kind of life consistently, if God did not add these things, no, that is not true. You see how he'll be giving it to you. And the more you seek him more, the more he's bringing it. Because he knows that these things cannot trap you again. Like he never wanted it to trap the Levites. Hallelujah. God is faithful. He will watch over his word to perform it. Unless you throw your life into his hands. Unreservedly and without any fear of the future. It will be difficult for you to inherit the promise. It will be difficult. We must throw our life. Don't reserve anything. Throw all. Don't reserve anything. And allow God. Philippians 4.19 And my God shall supply all. All. Oh, is it some? Please, is it some? All your needs. Listen, you have prayed that prayer. You have put that scripture. But you have not seen it. You have put it. I know you know that scripture. But have you seen it? Have you experienced it? To experience it, you must first make God your only possession. Every other thing must go. That nothing can drag you of God. If that thing wants to drag you, leave it. Stay with God alone. Then you see him supplying all. My God shall supply all. According to his riches in glory. Can you imagine? So you see where he wants you to put your eye. Not your pocket. His own riches in glory. His own riches in glory. Do you know if you understand all these scriptures, you close every other door and turn your back and follow God with all your heart. May I share this with you? Do you know God provides pant for people? As little as pant. <laughs> Let me just tell you this one now because you don't understand. Do you know God used to give people pant? I heard my father and the Lord shared it. When he came to this level, he discovered that God provides pant. He said he goes to pray and say, Father, my pant has weared off. Do you only give people who start bringing his pant? He said they will bring pant and bring pant. He will now go back and say, Father, it's okay, please. They will stop. He said his shoe wear off. He will go back and say, Father, shoe, shoe, shoe. How would the people know? He said he don't know. He will just discover that the next week is shoe. They will start bringing. He will go back and say, it's okay, Father. They will stop. Wouldn't you like that kind of life? That one is not okay. You like the one that you make on. All those people you are calling, is not enough. Where you are working, their budget is not enough. Very soon, they will remove some people out of the budget. Why not change and look up to heaven and see how God will do these things work? I beg you today, can we see this truth? No matter how little that thing is, my friend, 
good to him. I listened to a minister. He said he was inside his car. And the distance where he will still cover is far. There's no filling station. And there's no money in his pocket. And as he was driving, the fuel has finished. God said, look away from the fuel tank. Just look away from the fuel tank. Keep driving. The man kept driving. The motor never stopped. He said, when he entered the garage, they can do like this. And stop there. Inside his house. Who filled the tank? You have limited God enough. Repent today. Begin to pray. Repent today. Say, God, I repent. Repent today. And begin to pray. You have high blood pressure because of common shoe. Common shoe, common shoe. And God is your father. No, what is the pressure in your life that God cannot? Can you turn to him completely? I mean completely. Look away from anywhere you are putting your eyes. Listen, if you are married here, look away from your husband's pocket. Look up to God. Look away from your wives. The little, little tenera she's bringing. Look away from it. It can't carry the family. It can never carry. That place you're working, listen to me, that business cannot carry you. Look away from it. Look up to God. Speak good of Him. Speak good of Him. You are my God. You are my inheritance. I return to you. I close every door I've opened. I can't walk around. Even if it means I'll be hungry. If it means I will eat food without salt. If it means I will drink my tea without sugar. If it means I will go ah, Lord. Even if it means I will wear one cloth for 10 years. Lord, I will never beg anybody. I will never go up and down. I will stay with you alone. I can't get everything I'm getting through my sweat. And yet I claim I'm a child of God. The Levites did not get their own through their sweat. They got it because they got God at their possession. When God becomes your inheritance, everything must come to serve you. When God becomes our possession, when God becomes our inheritance, when God becomes what we have, what we've obtained here on earth, everything he created has no choice than to serve us. I receive grace, O oh Lord, to possess you as my possession. I will not lose you to anything. I will not lose you to ministry. I will not lose you for car. I will not lose you for woman. I will not use you for man. I will not lose you for anything. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meeting, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle at Suzuki 23, C2C Plaza, Pocketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60222-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.